this December, you can get two gigs and an iPhone X for just 350 rand a month. Act now or lose this offer. Go. So we're like, yeah, for summer. <laughs> Say Yebo Summer at the end. Yebo Summer. Is that still. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Yebo Summer, this December, get an iPhone X. I'm going to mute you. I have been a rich man and I have been a poor man and I choose rich every fucking time. It's that time of the year where you fight people for your 65-inch TV. You go out there and you steal trolleys. You go out there buy things that you don't need. That Takalani Sesame box set, those 5kg weights, the bulk pack of nappies. You don't even have kids. Now you're standing outside the store with 24 and 50 to stretch you nine days. What happened? But we're out here and we're going to help you. Not make those bad decisions that you make every year. Bank Bros India, number one podcast in South Africa. Best business podcast in SA. Let's not get into trouble here. Claim spots that we don't own. And we're joined by a heavy hitter. This man stands in at 75 kgs, 65 <laughs> kgs. Take some guesses. This man's a heavyweight. The CEO of TransUnion Africa. Mr. Credit Score himself, Lee Nike. Welcome. Thank you, Kashika. I've never been called Mr. Credit Score or been called 65 kilograms, but I'll take both. Thank you very much. Soon your name. <laughs> there we go. And we've also got many more kilograms. The tag team of HBK. I'm just the sexy boy, Shawn Michaels. And we've got Wilson. Kennedy, McMahon, how are you boys doing? Excited for the deals, man. Oh, yeah. Tell Exc us. I'm, I'm ready. I, I, haven't, I feel like I haven't stocked up on enough toilet paper, so I'm, this is my moment. <laughs> let's, let's, let's go around the room. Worst ever Black Friday purchase you've ever made in your personal capacity. Let's start out with you, Heavy Hitter Lee. Worst thing you've ever spent on a Black Friday this year. The worst thing, well, the only thing I think I bought on the Black Friday was a 55-inch TV. When 55-inch was the size, not 65, <laughs> I got a proper wise buy, I think, on a 55-inch LG TV a couple of years ago. But I'm, I'm a sad story. I'm not going to inspire you to go spend your money on Black Friday, brother. There we go. <laughs> I know the winner of this question is going to be Vince. What's the worst thing yeah. you ever bought? It's... It's worse than the best possible way. I got an Xbox One, which is nice, but I never play it, which is sad. It just sits on the TV stand and gathers dust. I bought a couple thousand rands worth of dust gathering. That's what I did. Wow. It sounds like something you do, Mr. Conker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those meters aren't cheap, man. What, what can I say? HBK. Yeah. So I bought two, two times, two off tight-fitting polo shirts that I, that I could never fit into, never wore. <laughs> so now they just lie in my cupboard. 
Because also the problem is for Black Friday is you are, if, and, and if you're in the clothing game, you're a size taker. You're not a size maker. So you go into the store and if they've got a size medium and you know you're not a medium, those are the shirts they have. Those are the cards you've been dealt. And so you just need to take them. So now I'm stuck with two very, very tight fitting polo shirts that I have never worn and probably will never wear, but I got them on sale. There we go. Quantity over quality. That's what we're talking about out here. Now, when we think Black Friday, we're thinking Hunger Game, Squid Game. Crazy. Madness. People assaulting each other. It's turning into the epitome of commercialism. But let's rewind a little bit. Where did Black Friday start? How did this tradition come about where we've become slaves to commercialism? Let's kick it off with Vince. HBK, Lee, anyone. Let's have a quick 30-second debrief on what is Black Friday? How's it come about? Where does it even start? Well, I guess Black Friday originated probably back in the 60s. I guess there's a story about it originating in, um, in Philadelphia around this Thanksgiving time. I guess the point about it generally is that there's a massive stock up of stores throughout the end of the year as you go into... Thanksgiving, Labor Day, you know, Guy Fawkes and Christmas is always stock around. And I guess, and the entire thing about demand and supply was put a sale together and people are going to come. And I guess over a period of time, Kashyyyk, it became a key event in the calendar being Black Friday. Black Friday was the day where you'd already eaten up full over Thanksgiving, you got out there and you would spend the money you had. And, and, and like Shawn Michaels had done earlier, right? He found those two tight-fitting shirts, and it felt like a good deal after a really good Thanksgiving, right? And I guess that's become an event over a period of time. And you've got to say this, right? When an event meets marketing, an event becomes 10 times what it was originally. And I guess that's what it's become. Very similar to other big holidays like Valentine's or Christmas, right? This is what's happened. Marketing has met a day that's now become a week, that's now become a month. It's now Black Friday month. <laughs> Sorry. Vince, you laughing. I mean, why are you laughing? So t take us through why you're laughing at this, because you are a man who makes some terrible purchases, even though you're yep. a co-founder in a company <laughs> called Banker X and promotes financial literacy. You're a little hypocrite, aren't you, Vince? Just, just a bit. I'll, I'll own up to that. But no, look, the reason I'm laughing is, I mean, Black Friday month, just as a concept, like, at, at what point is a sale not a sale? I mean, like, we've seen already, there's tweets coming out, there's, there's stuff on, on the timeline about people that bought stuff a week ago, and now suddenly today it's marked down, but it's the same price. There, there's oh, some man. dodgy stuff that's happening wow. uh, with the Black Friday discounts. And, and that's actually why I'm laughing, because in the US, they go deep on their discounts. Uh, here in South Africa, I think we're just pretending some of the time. But I, I, I think what's, what's probably most interesting for me is, uh, you know, as, as Lee very rightly said, this was very much, this started as a, as a supply chain implication of the U.S. market. The fact that, you know, they had kind of stockpiled a lot of uh, consumables, primarily leading into the Thanksgiving weekend. And it was, and they were kind of, 
wanting to position their businesses for Christmas. And this seemed like a good time to have a sale. But what has happened is it's kind of the marketing has made its way to, to South Africa to the point where this is now also very much a South African phenomenon. And, and part of it is probably because we have a lot of, um, you know, American domiciled retailers. But also part of it is probably because South Africans like nice things. We see other, we see other people's children enjoying good discounts. And even me, even us, we also want it. We also want these nice things. And now we find ourselves in this situation where we're now being exposed to a one-month-long Black Friday, Black Month sale, and we don't even know if things are on sale anymore. But people are still, dude, I can't wait. My, my favorite thing is like on the day when people crowd into like, you know, the, the games and the house and homes and they're like standing by the doors as they come up and people are ducking in, grabbing the trolleys, like wrestling, trying to get into the aisles. I wonder, are we going to see that again this year? Because we've had a heck of a year. Well, I don't know. So yes, let me give you some stats. I've got all the data. Yes, right? bring the so, stats. Whoop, whoop. Let, me give you some, let me give you some stats. You know, let's get Vince in line here. In the back of the start of the pandemic, we should have figured out whether we could live off this thing called the internet. You were locked down on the level five. You, you couldn't get nothing. Uh, it's interesting, right? Because of the data we have, and when many people say that transunion data, it's a proxy of economic demand, right? So if you roll back the last five years, we'd actually see a peak in November in the number of online transactions that happen in the South African market. In fact, we've been tracking these for the last four or five years. So that's a pattern. So here is an interesting stat for Vince and his Xbox One. He didn't need to go into game stores to buy his Xbox One. We actually found that probably six months into the pandemic, that 45% of transactions that happened within a retailer and the consumer had now moved to an intermediary. And that's powerful, right? I hadn't left my house I do the exact same purchase. Now, whereas the retailer or another provider, clothing store, furniture house, wherever, wherever Vince buys his stuff from, right? Black Normally market. They'd expect, they'd expect to attract him into the store physically. The truth was he didn't have to leave his house. And now it's interesting because Vince, you've asked a really good question, right? And the question is, how will this year pan out? Because we've had almost 18 months to prepare the world of digital. And, you know, guys like myself talk about a digital first era. And I'll be telling Kashik, the world is digital by default. Digital isn't a thing, it's everything. And I do believe that we're gonna challenge some of the stats that I have going into the big Black Friday kind of week that's coming up now. Oh, can't wait. Fascinating that you say that, Lee, because we, we pulled up some numbers on our own as well because we do our research and our diligence and we're just not out here to talk smack we, on this podcast. We run, we run a serious shop here. We run a serious <laughs> shop. It's not a two-bit shop. We run a serious shop here. This is how Bills can end up at Conquer once a <laughs> month. But we, we looked at some of the numbers that Adobe did and they measured trillions of visits to US retail sites to develop what, you know, what's a holiday forecast. And they measured the best time to buy each product. Now, we were surprised, shocked, taken aback to find out that Black Friday was not the best point in time to buy electronics. A week before Christmas was the point at which electronics were the cheapest. Now, how do you figure out when you have Black Friday, you have Christmas, you have Cyber Monday, what to buy when? 
Well, listen, I think from my perspective, um, I tend to use data to inform most of my decisions. You know, we've been calling this thing customer 3.0. I know that uh, there's some ex-consultants, you know, on this podcast right now. You want their names? Thinking, mm. you know, we know their names, <laughs> but we will not mention their names. Yeah, we'll protect their privacy, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but a couple of things worth noting. We call this thing customer 3.0. We don't look at brochures, we look at billboards to confirm what we want. You see something, you crave something, you go onto the internet, use your favorite search engine, Bing or Google, and you look at this thing and say, okay, this is what's going on. The, the buyer is a lot more informed, right? The, the buyer should be a lot more informed. And I think this is what you're pointing out, right? If you just look around you, when I bought that 55-inch TV, I walked in, I knew what I wanted, purchased it, off I went. There wasn't time for consultation and upsell. I'd come in to buy the 55-inch TV. And I think this is the point. We need to kind of set our sights on what we want, the right sites, the right timing. Now, let me be clear. There's some stats going around on the Twitter streets at the moment saying, hey, some guys are running a sale and the price has gone up by 25%. It is possible because the lure of a deal in Black Friday month sounds like a deal. Now, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you some really bad stats in a few minutes, Kushik. Oh, it's no. Just, you know, it's going to depress us a little bit, but we're going to keep it real. It's been a tough 18 months for us. A deal could be a good deal, but it could be a bad time for you. It could be the best time ever to get that 65-inch TV. But maybe you should say no, Kashik. You know, hold back. Maybe you say, maybe you don't buy the TV and you buy a washing machine. You've got to figure out, you know, how you're going to live and the choices you make. So, dude, things have changed, right? We've got to keep real. And I think that's, from where I sit with all the data, we've got to focus on how we really, really live our lives because... Times are tough. Times are tough, man. So I think f- my first reaction is I love that you you mentioned your pref- your your preferred web browser and then in the same sentence said Bing. Uh, ain't nobody likes Bing. But anyway, what I'm going to do is I've got to be partners to everybody. So Google, Bing. In the, I, case, in the case of Vince, he's using a physical catalog, but that's okay. Yes. There's no judgment on this podcast. Vince searches for specials on Paul out. <laughs> that's his browser. I see it. I see the credit dude, card bills. He, he starts off there and, and then that can take him wherever he needs to go. And, and sometimes you have to go all the way to page 69 to get anything good. I mean, it, it's tough trying to find but, deals. But you know what? Jeez. It's just like finding a bargain. Right? And what, and right. You, you're talking yeah. about going to page 69. We all are like that, where we sort by, well, you're on private property or property 24 or you're on take a lot. What's the first thing you do? You sort by ascending, right? Yeah. I don't know anyone who goes to property 24 and sorts by high to low, right? <laughs> Who are those people? Show me those people. The people don't do that, right? But those... what, what is it about HBK walking into a shop, seeing 50% off and thinking, let me buy this? Because he spent 50%. If he buys something that's 80% off, he spent 20%. So what is it about a deal, yes. a sticker, a little flashing light that makes people buy things that they don't actually need? Consumer well, psychology, why? Well, I think one of the things that we spoke about the last time we had a call together, I said, and you called me Uncle Ben, Right. With great power comes great responsibility. And I I think the trick, though, is that it's so easy, right? You walk in, it's a swipe of a card, it's a tap of an NFC, 
you know, device, a phone, a watch, whatever, Apple, you swipe it and off you go, it seems so easy. And I think part of what we call the seamless transactions, or what we call frictionless transactions, mm. right? It makes it so easy. And you walk in, you do it, you don't need to worry about the consequences. That's, that's why. That's the world we live in. It's, di it's digital by default. The same gratification you get from being on Instagram and you know, Telegram, you have a really kick-ass Telegram channel. That's cool. But that experience we get there and then, we now want that from the physical world. And if Mark Zuckerberg has its way, the metaverse is now converging. I'm not sure you picked it up yesterday. <laughs> you can now buy a Domino's pizza on the metaverse and they'll deliver it to you in real at your house. So the world is converging, second life all over again. <laughs> We're heading straight for, I don't know if you guys have seen WALL-E, the Disney movie with the people on the ship and they're just like in the chairs. That's, like, we're heading there, like full steam ahead to the WALL-E world. Um, I actually, but Lee, I want to add on to that. The, it's an interesting point about not only is it frictionless, but the experience in store has been like, it's weaponized. It gets better every year. You walk in, you see the displays, and crucially, you can imagine yourself with this product. Like, how's it going to make your life better? Sometimes people are showing off. I've seen people upsold because they're standing there with their spouse and don't want to seem like they're cheap. There's all these different tactics that help drive their sale. A lot of it, I don't know if you get the same purely online. Um, but I do know that, you know, it's always in that moment where it seems like this is a really good uh, thing without really getting the perspective of, you know, you already have a TV at home. I'll actually, one, one piece of data, which I just, it's anecdata, but I still find it fascinating. I did actually go and buy a couple of screens for my office the other day. Um, the store was already running Black Friday specials and the consultant told me that she had regular customers who came in every year just to upgrade their TVs. They were already buying top of the range at the store. She knew them by name. She knew that they would be there like within that week and she started reserving TVs for them. A couple inches more every year and this is what they spend from scratch all the money on. Well, Vince, those couple that's... inches will get you, eh? <laughs> 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 oh, we, 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 let it, we, let it, we let it hang because we all knew. <laughs> But I guess, I guess, I guess there's, there's something interesting in the data, right? Is that, is that human beings can be highly predictable. You know, mm -hmm. we, we are creatures that tend to want to do things and make us happy. And this could be something that's quite joyful in a, in a terrible... Yes, let's drop some of these, some bad stats, right? She, oh, no. Uh, oh, no. We've we got to keep it real. We've got to keep it real, guys. You know, I, I wrote an article the other day uh, on my Lewa newsletter an unemployment of 34.4% in South Africa. That's at the mm. overall letter, uh, level of wins. If you look at sub-25, 74% unemployment. Oh. I'm talking about a total group of 7.8 million people. So here's something that's interesting. On a year-to-date basis, we have a stat where we measure the household debt to disposable income ratio using mm -hmm. some data we have. Mm -hmm. So it's your level of indebtedness. The level of indebtedness on a year-to-date basis, 75.1%, right? So after mm -hmm. you've earned your salary as an average consumer, you come home, you spend on your consumables for your home, right? You used up 75% of the disposable income you have. You have 25%, right? To buy fuel, to get some discretionary stuff you need. There That's is insane. no latitude to, be able to do mm. that. Now, it's important to keep it real because I think it's a really fun topic to have. But 
we have the power as this podcast to kind of speak truth to power, right? We've got to do it, right? Kushik, you know, we're talking about a recovery. What are the IMF is saying? 5% this year. But in real terms, we dropped almost 7% last year. Previous year, we grew 0.15%. So we're coming off a low base, and it may feel really good. It may feel really mm-hmm. good to actually say, listen, let's just go for it. Let's just spend. But Kushik, you know, times are tough, right? Times are tough. We've got to find a way to help understand how you make that choices. Maybe you don't need the Xbox One. Maybe you need two screens versus three. Maybe you don't need a screen. Maybe what you have is fine for another year. Maybe OLED isn't going to change your life the way the advert said. These are choices we've got to make, Rashik. But it's tough, Leaf. It's tough. When I open Instagram and I see those baddies on a yacht in Dubai, in uh, scantily dressed clothing, and I open it and I see supercars and I see all yeah. my mates in Ferraris, Lambos, Bugattis. And then I look over and I see Vince in Conga popping bottles. <laughs> and then I see HBK Shop Michaels out there buying suits of Savile Row, flying up to London just for the sale. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I look at social media and, and my entire proxy for success is skewed. Hologram poverty. I'm going broke chasing things that don't exist. And what you're telling us today, Lee, is that the vast majority of people in this country don't live the lives that we see on social media on the timeline every single day. No, correct. I guess, I guess some, of, some of them do. Some of it's an infatuation. It is an avatar of something you could be. In the end, though, we can't prescribe as banker brothers or bank X to be prescriptive on the choices that the consumer makes, right? We've got, you know, 40 million adults, 27.2 million credit active. And this is an important thing, HBK, to think about. Credit is an important part in how we run the economy, right? We are, we use a lot of money from international funding organizations. We ourselves, the lifestyle you crave for has to be based on something, we have a limited ability to tackle our disposable income. So credit is a utility. And we can talk about this just now, Kushik. But it's a utility that gives us access to leverage. Now, we can talk about leverage on the mm-hmm. stock market front. But when you start to use leverage in credit utility to start to buy food just to make it end of the month, you're starting to get into the cycle. But what's the point I'm really trying to make here? In the end, post you coming back from the trip to you know, the Middle East, going for the ride, uh, you know, in the Ferrari with Caleb, you're going to come home and then you look at the mirror and you're there by yourself, right? This mm-hmm. is where we've got to have that reality check. So let's drop some other stats. 27.2 million active credit users. These are the folk that are walking into Black Friday month saying, I'm going to buy a bunch of screens. So generally, this group is highly indebted. The stats tell us that. But when we speak truth to power, where's the start? Kushik, I preach it all day long. The truth sitting in your credit report is a universal view of what's going on. And here's the, st- scary, the scary part, HBK. When you think about credit reports, there are five big credit bureaus. We're one of them. And there's other banks and retailers offering free credit reports. Even in Cape Town, they offer free credit reports via some of these agents. And then when you do get access to get truth of what's going on, if you don't know HBK, what do you do? You're going to make bad choices. So, 
of the 27.2 million, even though we're meant to be giving everybody at least one free credit report a year, amongst all of us together, mm -hmm. we don't give out more than 600,000 a year. What? Yeah. What? What? Yeah. We're what? flying blind. Everyone's what? flying blind. So Does nobody visit the doctor? Does <laughs> nobody go and check their blood pressure? Does nobody know what the blood sugar levels are? Does nobody know what the heart rate is? It's like going through your entire life financially, not stepping on the scale. Yeah, listen, you, as an ex-banker, as ex-banker, you probably know a couple of things. You know, credit is powerful when treated with the right care it deserves, right? However, not everybody's actually looking after this credit. Now, you know, uh, historically, we're a credit bureau. We're now a big data, we're an insights company. But, you know, we started off in Africa in 1901, helping make decisions around how much money to lend Vince for his monitors or, you know, HBK for the Salvaro suits, right? Vince was there. He is, remembers the start. He remembers the start. The Vince was there. <laughs> well, Vince was there back in 1901, but things have changed yeah. a little bit, Vince. This is so, white monopoly capital. So, so when, you think about, when you think about these utilities, it's really interesting. This is something powerful. And, and Krishik, we're going to have another chat another day about this next step, right? Yeah. So when you think about uh, what we call arrears rates, we have a certain expectations of an account going into arrears. So, so Vince, when you don't pay your accounts two or three months in a row, mm -hmm. we call this a default, right? Yep. If you go a bit mm -hmm. longer, your bank or lender goes to the court and they get a judgment against your name. And organizations like myself, we hold the record of that judgment against your name. We don't put the judgment against your name, mm -hmm. we hold the record. But here's an interesting thing. People have started to realize how they can use and abuse credit. I was actually looking uh, at some data that we have um, around arrears. And actually, we can talk about Black Friday data. But what's interesting is that there are typically different lines of credit. You know, people that have a clothing account for one clothing retailer, they mm -hmm. have a card that you can just buy there. Uh, other places have a card where it's what we call retail revolving. You can take a card and buy in many places with the same card, right? It isn't a credit mm -hmm. card. It has a brand in it, and you go in many places. Then you've got your credit card. And your credit card is what we call an open utility card, right? And basically what it means, you can do anything with the card. You can buy bread and malt. You can buy fuel. You can buy the monitors. You can buy the server row. It's interesting. Of all the products in credit, the one that's respected the most in the data, right, is mm -hmm. the credit card. So what mm -hmm. you see is default rates slipping, right? Really, really high. So I'm talking about like in the clothing, uh, six months after you've bought something, as much as 16% default rate. Retail installment, 30%, right? Credit card, 8%, 8.4%. And the typical benchmark for rears around 9%. So what's interesting is that people, because Vince asked this question, don't they care? Maybe Vince, they don't care, right? <laughs> they don't care. And the thing is, people think there's no consequences. Yeah. But as a person that has many people reaching out to me every day saying, listen, Lee, you know, how can you, what can you do to undo a judgment, undo default? And, you know, Kushik, we're a big data business. We're looking for patterns, right? Trying to figure out whether you're a good guy, a bad guy, whether you're good for a store, good for a card. The data is all powerful in a world that's driven by the data. And, and actually, people, uh, Vince, are looking for things that go day to day to day. Because they're mm -hmm. living day to day. You know, the fact that one third of SMMEs have shut down since the start of the pandemic, tells that many people live hand to mouth, right? That's yeah. the way we're living. So if you have access to a facility, 
there is the intention, negative necessity to say, guys, we've got to use this thing. We've got to just to survive. Mm -hmm. And that's the concern that we're working through. So it does sound a little bit, uh, you know, Debbie Downer, right? Talking about some of these stats. But I do think that given where we are as an economy, we've got to find a way to balance it, right? There's going to be some cracker deals on Black Friday. You may have 10 things on your list. Maybe you buy one, maybe you buy two, maybe you buy none. Because the date that you spoke with earlier says, actually, you may get a better deal down the line. Maybe that black T-shirt that has the luxury brand, it looks the same as the other brand down the street for one-fifth the price. These are some of the things, Kashik. you know, we've got to just get our heads around, man. Uh, it's tough yep. out there. It sounds so lucrative. I know that Vince has a list. He's got way too many monitors already, but it looks amazing <laughs> to get a new OLED monitor. It looks amazing because yep. people want something. It's a panacea, right, to, to what's going on. But listen, I'm going to distract you for a second and hit you with some, some distracting stats, if that's okay. Right. Okay. So, yeah. so I spoke earlier, Vince, around the world going digital, right? Now, mm -hmm. as the lockdown levels started to ease, the opportunity for fraud started to open and innovation mm -hmm. started to creep in. So, so let me just ask HPK a question. Which industry yeah. do you think, right, in this year was targeted for digital fraud more than any other industry? Off the bat, what are you thinking? Oh, I'm thinking it it it, it would have to be like retail. I, I think retail? it would, yeah. I think it Vince, would be. What are you thinking? Sorry, I, I'm I'm just thinking of one of the best stories I ever read in my life about somebody who uh, sold a house that didn't belong to them. Uh, for some, for some reason that came up, but no. Uh, industry wise, I do know that uh, cybercrime you know, goes up year on year. There's lots of people targeting individual. Uh, banking accounts, individual, yes. uh, you know, just uh, people that fall victim to scams. But I don't actually have a line on the biggest industry, no. And Kashik, what are you thinking? Oh, it's a tough one for me. I know people have been scamming with pets, cats, dogs. <laughs> with, uh, I was going to make a very inappropriate child labor reference, but we'll get pulled off Spotify if I do. Yeah, um, don't get us canceled now, dude. Come on. Sorry, man. I'm sorry. Not sorry. again. Not again. Not again. <laughs> I would say recruitment. So people so looking for new jobs. Ooh. So let's let's check this out, right? The number one industry being targeted for digital fraud, online gambling in South Africa. What? What was, uh, what? what was the increase between Q2 this year and Q2 last year? 934%. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, now, now HBK is saying in a hundred yeah. industry league, top yeah. three online casinos. A million unique visitors per month. A million, right? Amidst, amidst the economy I speak about. Now, it's interesting because <laughs> digital fraud is a target. Second, by the way, is, is uh, travel and leisure. You know, no one's been able to travel in, in the yeah. high levels of lock. Everyone wants a deal. So we're having fake websites, you know, travel to the bush, travel to Cape Town, travel overseas. Fake websites getting your details. No way. HBK so knows about right? his social <laughs> communities. So, so whether you're looking yeah. for a girlfriend or talking on, on yeah, the yeah, social yeah, yeah, yeah. side, it was the third industry. So what's interesting though is you guys thought it was retail and banking. Now, because of Propia coming into play on 1 July from a GDPR, you know, the local version is Propia, all the key financial industries are saying, okay, let's keep it tight, right? So they've been investing really, really big in fraud. But innovation doesn't just happen within the industries. It happens on the other side as well. Mm -hmm. So the efforts have been put in. Now, why do I mention this? These are the same industries you're going to start to see 
bring on Black Friday sales. It's going to sound super lucrative over the next two weeks or so. So you've got, got the pattern, 900 odd percent in, in the top industry targets for digital fraud. Guys, things are changing in 2021. So, oh. so hang on. So, so, so to be clear then, we're basically going to be on the lookout for websites for retailers that don't exist are offering deals that don't exist, but actually taking your money regardless. Like well, that, that it, seems likely at this point, well, to be honest. I say, well, here's the thing, right? You know, with, with targeted advertising, people understanding what your needs are. Remember, when you get a message on your phone, and think of the stats I mentioned earlier, you are looking for good news. Vince. You need good news in your life, right? You need good news. And conquer only yeah. goes so far, right? So when you think of good I, I don't news, think it goes far enough, but carry on. So when, when you see that WhatsApp, that message saying, hey, here's a really good deal, in that moment of trip that you find yourself, you may say, click yes to respond. Click on that link to do something. And, and the reality of the world we live in, things are so advanced, so agile, so responsive. It starts to feel the same. And there are different kinds of fraud going on around us. Now, it's, the reason it's important to mention is that because the number of transactions have migrated online, we've got to be aware <laughs> that the fraud, the focus, the deals may sound sweeter than ever before, right, in the next couple of weeks because they're digital and it's so easy to not kind of do your checks and balances. You, we, we're going to add some new tips, Krishik. I know we did a really cool piece on, mm -hmm. on BankerX the last time around that did really well with, your, with the community, but we're going to probably tweak up some of those changes just based on the fact that, you know, trust in a digital world is it's hard to come by. And, you know, we need to take a role as businesses. Consumers are going to take a role. But the game has changed, right? The game has changed. Someone doing a sweet deal is doing that sweet deal in a secure way, using money yeah. you have or will have to pay it off. We've got to find mm. ourselves in this triumvirate and say, this is where the balance is, right? I think you're touching on a great point. I think, you know, you may think Ole is the fraud and you're going to bet against United. But then you end up using using some betting website, and it turns out that the fraud was on you all along. But I think <laughs> you know, t I I just want to repeat what you said. I think it's it's so powerful, and that is that the the last eighteen months have accelerated digital adoption incredibly, and because of that, a lot of a lot of us who were initially or or weren't you know weren't convinced about transacting digitally have become a lot more comfortable with it. And with that great change comes an additional layer of, of responsibility and skepticism because, like you said, not all online retailers are built the same. Not all of them are going to protect your personal information in the way that, you know, others will. Not all actually exist. And, and you know, we live in a world where... The, the honest truth is if you go into a store and you see a 50% sticker, you at least know the store exists. You at least know the tight-fitting polo shirt exists. But if you're going yeah. onto a website promising you a 70% discount, you don't know whether that store exists or not. And so, therefore, you have to be a little bit more careful. And you can't mm. just be lured or drunken by the, the, the promise of this massive discount and then lose all sensibility. But listen, I yeah. think that uh, I feel that HPK is killing the Black Friday buzz completely, Krishna. What do you think, then? <laughs> I said great power comes great responsibility. He is saying this hide under your bed, right? I think there's, a much more, there's some prudence. Firstly, buy a new bed, then hide under it. 
<laughs> Buy a new mattress. <laughs> hide under those brand new 50% off Egyptian cotton sheets. The, I think that's the advice. Those 1,000 thread count. Even though yes. they only go till 800, somebody will sell you 1,000. <laughs> <laughs> Imported from Egypt, uh, you know, being just outside Imported of like Limpontain somewhere. But here's something you know? interesting. Yeah, yeah take, one. take one guess. What peaked during the Great Recession, the financial crisis in 08, and during the shutdown? Scabs. Yeah. Scabs. It, it as Lee said, it's now morphed into a digital sense. Back then in the Great Recession, people are out there scamming you off your horse and carriage. <laughs> They were doing it old school. <laughs> Back in 2008, they were physically phoning you up, cold calling you and getting your credit card details and phishing. But now it's digital. And with the explosion of every element of innovation comes the downside of criminal behavior. Look at crypto. Right? right? Cryptocurrencies yep. have exploded in the last mm -hmm. couple of years, particularly the last couple of months. Right now, it's easier to scam someone with the face of Bitcoin or oh, an altcoin or an NFT than it is at any other point in history. Why? Because there is enough credibility in the mainstream adoption for you to use that as a mask and conceal something more sinister. We talk about... And there's enough desire. As, oh, yeah. desire. There's enough desire to, to, to trade on something before it becomes mainstream. So you can convince somebody. You can release a squid coin and people will buy it. <laughs> AfriCrypt. Two guys what? going out and <laughs> I see Lee's we... eyes flash up. <laughs> the, Lee, Lee the, knows something, I think. On the broadcast, Lee, give, <laughs> Lee, give, give back the Bitcoin. Just show just, us the wallet. <laughs> give us the keys. Um, the Bitcoin's are somewhere in Vanuatu Island. It's not here anymore. <laughs> you see, I, I think follow-up episode, how did he know that? I, I think is the how question. How did you know that, yeah. how It's a very specific place to quote. Very specific. <laughs> Oddly specific. Mm. But it proves the point. Where you have adaption that is far quicker than people's ability to fully comprehend the technology that underpins it, you're going to have people that are opportunistic. Yeah, listen, mm. I think there's a couple of things worth noting. And Kushik, you know, you say this on the streets all the time. If you're hearing about something today, it sounds like a really good deal. That time has already passed for when it was a really good deal. By the time it mm. got to you, you know, a million steps down the hierarchy, it's probably too late. And I guess when you make choices like where to put your money in some form of coin or in some product or some ETF, you got to think about your investment strategy. You got to think about, you know, before you go off and spend, you can't afford bread and milk and the basic stuff in your house. We got to help people understand this. And, and this goes back earlier to the lure, right? You know, everybody mm -hmm. wants to get onto an NFT. Everybody wants to have some access to a fancy yacht club and they meet once a year because you bought some picture that looks like somebody, right? But the reality is that specifically in Africa, you know, we've got this latent potential. You know, talking about crypto, just not to kind of kill it, HBK, right? I'm not sure you know this. The fact that Jack is saying, listen, guys, let's go crypto in Africa. In Africa, crypto is growing at 14%. Faster than what? anywhere else. 14% growth. Run the numbers. 14% growth in Africa. All the big players are looking to come from, with, from the east, from the west into Africa. It's growing. And South Africa is the hub of where that growth is coming from. All the big exchanges are now wanting to be based here. This is where it's happening. But this isn't the, the topic for today, you know, HBK and his crypto aspirations. 
I guess it's probably useful to maybe drop a couple stats, right? I love these stats, right? So, we can tell. So yeah, thing, we can tell. The, the one thing, the one thing worth <laughs> noting, you know, HBK uh, was born around I think 1980, so it fit around that in you know, a millennial, you know, yeah, gen, sounds about gen right. Z yeah, yeah, yeah. age group he, kind he, of thing. He's actually 12, but uh, carry on. That's <laughs> so, true. So, so when you think about these stats, there's an interesting thing I noticed. I was quote looking at some of the balance data. So we actually can look at the data in, in a typical Black Friday month and say, okay, can you detect cuts of data, right? Here's an interesting thing. There are many people that open up a credit facility for the purpose of Black Friday, right? Literally for the purpose of Black Friday. Mm, we see wow. a peak in, in November and it starts to drop afterwards. But from a millennial Gen Z perspective, just for the audience, if you're born in 1980 this way, right to the right, then you're a millennial Gen. If the other way, then, you know, Wogan, you're you know, a Bali. Maybe, you're maybe a Bali. You've got a That's what they called it. Maybe you go to <laughs> But if you think about this pattern, right? What we found though is that actually Gen Z millennials were spending less on average on credit during this November period when compared hmm. to existing users and older users you know, in the exact same period. So lots of guys have credit and increase their utilization in November. What we did see was many people open up new lines of credit in November. We saw that the millennials and the Gen Z actually have taken less credit generally for this period compared to the older folks. So if you're born 80, you know, going backwards, then actually you're spending more. But I think what's interesting here is that 2021, or let's look at 2020's data. In 2020's data, we saw more people using their credit lines. Remember what I said earlier? They were well protecting their credit facility, which is an open utility product, which allows them to do multiple things. But we actually saw their balances go up. Now, remember earlier I said mm -hmm. some 75% of our disposable income goes to servicing debt. That number's increasing. That's increasing, right? Now, that's the worry. Uh, and mm -hmm. when you think about that level, Kashik, they have very, very little room to maneuver. I'm not talking about, you know, the fancy salaries, you know, up in, up in Camps Bay or some other location. I'm talking about the average, you know, man and woman in South Africa. You know, when you get to 75%, you could be a couple hundred rands left in your pocket, in your household to kind of deal with some of the stuff. And I think mm. that's what's worrying. You know, we're now increasing this negative behavior, meaning the deals will sound more enticing. But we're going to be a lot more judicious around some of these things. But on that, Lee, you talk yes. about a great quantum, a great proportion of your overall disposable income is going towards servicing debt, which mm. in itself is a massive critical problem. But what happens when interest rates start to tick up, when the cost of financing that specific mm. debt starts to eat and cannibalize more and more of your disposable income purely because it's costing you more to finance the same vehicle, the same house you live in, and the same purchase that you made six months ago. Well, this is a really good point. And there's general advice and there's Black Friday advice linked to this point. The first piece of advice is that most commentators are talking, Kushik, what? Somewhere between three quarter and a percent to a full percent increase in interest rate in the course of 2022. For most people that are barely on the line now, you're going to be pushover. Yep. It's happening. Yeah. We've come to the end of the cycle. The cycle's now turning. And the point is, what will you do? So, you know, one of the strategies we speak a lot about in this broader industry, Koshik and financial services, is something called deleveraging. 
right? So deleveraging doesn't mean spend more. It means be a lot more judicious. So in the case of, you know, Mr. Savile Row here, you're going to buy that suit, right? You may say, I need a Savile Row suit. In fact, getting a TM Lewin or getting, I don't know, whatever brand there is, right? Maybe just okay. Because people are now shopping down, down the line. Because in the end, uh, you know, HPK, you're looking at the mirror and saying, listen, guys, it's just me by myself. My yeah. friends aren't there. The holidays aren't there. It's just me. So I look good parts. either way. I still yeah, look good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, and there'll be a point where we don't want to see HPK at all, but we want value. Values worth more than seeing him in a suit, right? Most, this thing, things are changed. Most right? women hit that point around the two-month mark, Lee. Yo, yo, that's two <laughs> months. That, that's one and a half months longer than my average. <laughs> so, so two points, two points, two points, two points. One, the cycle is going to turn, Prashid. And I think yep. the general advice for the streets is that we need to realize and figure out if it goes up by 1%, what does it mean on your debt? You know, talking home loan, car, your personal loans, right? These things start to ramp up really quickly. Now, so let's assume that you're good today and you say, listen, Lee, I've got another 500 grand tolerance. I can take on some stuff. In fact, I'm going to go buy these three monitors that Vince wants and maybe I'm going to buy an Xbox One T, which is a oh. new one and also not used. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to buy so specific. I've got utility, right? Now, if you've got the utility... Here's the point. You may have utility today, but you may need it a month from now, a year from now, to actually deal with some of the challenges. The reason people have gone up in balances is because they've used that utility to spend, to live their life. Some out of necessity, some out of luxury, some looking for panaceas to their problem. But the truth here, Kushik, is that we are coming very, very close to that line. And the truth is, if we don't change our behavior, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to break. And this is the point I made to HPK earlier. We've got to think smartly around the choices. Now, if you've yeah. got 500 rands, but you have, I don't know, 3,000 rands worth of purchases that you're going to make, you know what? Rank them. One, two, one to five, one to six. And say, guys, listen, I have 500 rand. Let me choose the top one. And, and as your data showed you earlier, there's always a deal. In the economy we have right now, Kashyyyk, mm -hmm. there's always something on sale. It's just how long you're prepared to wait for it. Whether it's a sweater with a new brand, whether it is the suit with another brand, whether it is the petrol you fill in your car, whether it is the luxury you have of, you know, discretionary stuff. Now, the other step, because there's so much cool data around, mm -hmm. in the pandemic, Vince, what happened was many people have started to cut discretionary purchases. This is a mind-blowing, right? Mm -hmm. Mind-blowing data point. More than 60% of consumers that we speak to in our surveys have told us they've been cutting back on insurance. Insurance, right? Cars are mm. not being insured just to fund their day-to-day. -day. Yo, 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 yo. This. And we know how y'all drive, hey? Yeah. We've been, oh. on the, we've been on the streets of Joburg. We know how y'all drive. SpongeBob. <laughs> there was also, I mean, in the middle of COVID, people were starting to drop their health insurance as well. I remember that. Yeah. Some, well, listen, the debt is real. So, but it gets crazier, right? Yeah. So remember, things are feeling a little bit better right now. You know, vaccination rates are 20 plus percent. Infection rates are mm -hmm. low. We're looking forward to the summer holidays. Some people are talking about a, a wave four in January, but we're saying it's happy days right now. But things could turn. So, so Vince, a couple of points. One, people have been cutting back on things like mobile data. I can't afford it. Let me cut it. Mm. They've been canceling subscriptions to DSTV, to premium providers, just to live their lives. 
And here we are saying, okay, guys, you know, what's the strategy? The strategy is that before Black Friday, during Black Friday month, post Black Friday month, you should have to live, feed your family, get to work, run your household. There's going to be a sweet deal somewhere there in between. But you can start now planning. And I think what, what Vince may have done wrong was he waited for the day before Black Friday, advert pops up, off you go. If you know you needed the Xbox or the suit, then you're going to do your research well in advance. With the cost of data falling, Kashik, there's no reason not to make a list. You know, make a list. What would I like, right? What's the order? If I got this versus that, what would I do? What's the best price I can do? So for an entire, maybe 10 months, you plan your purchase the same way back in the day. We buy clothing just once a year at Christmas. In the same way, you plan, you plan, you plan, you check out your pricing, then you're able to have a benchmark walking in. So when you're walking into Incredible Connection or a pick and pay or some high-end store, if you know what you're looking for, walking with determination saying, I'm buying this thing. You leave the other cash under the bed, Vince, and you walk in and say, this is what I'm buying. But if you don't put that restraint bias, you know, we're going to fall short, right? And, and yeah. the truth is, it'll make us stronger if we put the education on around this stuff, right? This is where the power is. Yeah. So I, I, would, I would suggest that maybe this, I don't know if there's data on this for the last few years, but I'd like to see it this year. If you just wait until like mid-January when people have to start selling stuff on Gumtree to make their payments for that month, you might get the stuff you wanted at a deep discount if you wait like two months. You can get someone's wife. <laughs> that's a, that's a different category on Gumtree, my friend. And that's, that's a that's, different sorry, price point just, also. That's, that's a different checking. box there. I was just checking. <laughs> I'm just checking. But, but, but also, Lee, I think you're touching on a great point. And, and you know, a lot, a lot of the regular listeners, a lot of the millions and millions of Bank Bros <laughs> listeners are those who are ambitious. They want to do well. They want to be. They want to become rich. But what you're touching on is on the other is the other side of the coin. Before you become rich and successful, you have to make sure that you don't make yourself poor, and that comes from making the right decisions. It comes from having a clear idea of what's important to you about a knowing your credit your credit position, but and b leveraging that credit to to buy the things you need when you need them. And mm -hmm. that is, that's the kind of stuff that prevents you getting into a position where you can't achieve your potential. You can't grow your wealth because your wealth is being eroded as a result of just these suboptimal decisions that are so hard to get out of. Yeah, listen, HPK, I think, I think that's a fair point, but we're going to break it up, right? I think it's a tough, tough world out there. People are looking for something to say joy. Some it says, you know, I want to be happy. Then there's guys like you and maybe some other folks that say, listen, this is where I want to go, who I want to be, what I want to do. On one hand, we as leaders, young mm -hmm. leaders, entrepreneurs, need to help inspire them, Kashik, of what mm -hmm. is possible, how to help them find their potential. That's one part. On the other side, I don't want us to be completely depressing and saying, listen, hide under your bed and stay away from the windows, close the curtain. Actually, there may be a good deal here. But I think the point I made earlier, HPK, is that, you know, like that, that credit report thing, right? It's free of charge once a year. And there's a whole bunch of people giving it to you. So you can get more than one free a year. There's a couple of big retailers giving you free credit reports on their site as well. Unlimited as well. You can get, you know, credit cards, simulators and the like. But the first thing, Kashik, is we've got to figure out where we are today. How are you doing right now? 
Why are you assuming? Now, the reason why people don't get their credit reports and other data from their banks is bad news is never going to be good news. Never going to be good news, right? <laughs> why do I want bad? I know it's bad. Let me just play it out. Let's see how I can push the game. But here's the point that HPK is trying to make. If knowledge is power, when you start, get the knowledge. Call your bank, call your lender, call your bureau, say, guys, give me, give me something. And these things help start you in the journey. Now, HPK, not to be at the party pooper that Kushik says you are sometimes, right? We're going to find a way He's to driving find... a witch, yeah. <laughs> so, it wasn't my man. It wasn't my plan. It wasn't my plan, right? But here's the point, right? So when you think about this list you have, everybody has a list of things. Now, if I ask you what's your list, Lee was that, 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 well, write it down, write it down. So you got five mm. things. Okay, ask yourself, if I could buy two, which two would I buy? If I could buy one, what would I buy? That's prioritization. So you have one to five, right? You've now looked at your credit report. This is the money I have. You've spoken to the wife, spoken to the girlfriend. You know, this is yeah. what I can have, right? Now you've got these five things. Now it's only the 15th of November. You've got uh, two weeks of planning and then there's Christmas to come, Vin. So we still got time on our hands. You know the five things you'd like. You know, in theory, how much you can afford. You've spoken to the missus. You've spoken to the household. This is what you've got. You go price shopping. Right now, everyone is publishing their price because we're now in what we call this you know, competitive landscape. Everyone is offering you pre-Black Friday specials. You get Black Friday now, pre-Black Friday. You can actually size up the market and say, listen, maybe you buy today. You know, one of the uh, emails I got today was, you know, some jacket brand I like. 30% off, you buy today, or no need to wait for Black Friday, right? Oh, bomber maybe jacket, Lee. Bomber jacket, absolutely. Bomber jacket. Abs absolutely. And one in orange as well, right? So, Yay, so traffic Yay. <laughs> so, so, So now when you think about this, 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 Dice, because it's a dice machine, right? Uh, it's a gamble, right? It's an absolute gamble. When we think about this, you must start shopping around. Make your list. It sounds very, very anti-cool, HBK. It's like yeah. it's the antithesis to what, you know, all these Instagram adverts are coming up. But you don't want to roll the dice on a bad price. Mind yeah. you, you're living in a digital world. You're not looking at the brochures. Google, do a price check, compare, Facebook marketplace, even check Gumtree out if you need to. Get a comparison of what a new versus, you know, older product is, right? People's patterns have changed. We don't just want new stuff. So I think when it comes to buying something, HBK, you know, you, if you kind of get your head around what you're dealing with, the chance of you surviving and keeping the purchase and not wanting to trade it in January, it actually increases, right? And listen, it isn't about all or nothing. Maybe one out of five, two out of five is a good deal, right? And remember, in the end, you have to live with the choices you make because you're going to lose a lot of money on the resale market. You don't want to get all that money back. You have to make some better choices, HBK. Yeah. That makes sense, guys. Well, here's the thing. The best way to save cash over Black Friday is to commit crime. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, you may have to elaborate on that. <laughs> no, he said, I mean, he said I mean, what he said. Make, <laughs> serious, I mean, look, you can make a list of things that you need to take. You need to take go, go. a back row on Black Friday. It's a high risk. It's a high risk strategy. And listen, I'm going to say this much. Those payoff jockey briefs, they're not worth three years in jail for. Just be smart. <laughs> Just That's be right. Smart. If you're That's thinking right. about committing some crime, just be smart about the type of crime you want to commit. 
That's all I'm going to say. Well, a crime, crime doesn't pay, Kashyyyk, so I strongly encourage you not to do any of those crimes that we've been contemplating. We heard it. There's some top-tier advice from bank bros. <laughs> Don't do crime. Stop stealing. Don't do crime. <laughs> and we see you. We know you. You're laughing about this. I see you, Vince. You're the kind of guy to go to the hotel in the Radisson. You came to Joburg. I know you stole soap out of the hotel. I know you stole a bath. Where? Cap, shower cap. I saw you in that shower gown, the, the bathrobe. You're that kind of guy to go to a hotel and be like, well, you know, it's just... Yeah, I, I paid well, for the room. Yeah, it's in the room. Yeah, yeah I paid room. for the room. And they'll, they'll replace <laughs> it. I paid for the room. I can take the duvet. They, they... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's never enough space in the suitcase for that one, though. There we go. <laughs> All right, Black Friday. Uh, some of it is depressing. Black Cloud Friday. Some sure. hard-hitting stats here. Makes you sad. But people are over-leveraged. People are indebted. People are poor. Don't yeah. believe social media. Don't believe the man posing in Conquer. Posting. Yeah, please, please don't. Yeah, those please, traps. Please, please disregard <laughs> all Conquer right? People are poor, and we've got to have honest conversations about money. It's the only way we can all decide how to be smart. And if you want to lose weight, you want to get cut for summer, you want to get jacked, you're going to go on to a step on a scale. You're going to go and check your body fat percentage. You're going to check your blood pressure. You're going to check your diet. And you can't do that if you don't actually physically start. And mm -hmm. that's what Lee is saying. Go and start. Go find your credit report. See what your number is. So, right? so but, you know, I was just thinking about something now. You know, what yeah. we talked, I guess, you know, the BankRx community, Bank Bros, is a big community, right? And I was just thinking about this word accountability. And sometimes it's quite difficult, right? Uh, so HPK wants to really buy something. Wouldn't it be cool if we said to HPK, you can buy anything you want to as long as you sit for an hour and justify it to Vince. And if Vince says the justification holds, you go and do it. It's what we call an accountability partner. And maybe that's I'm something that... Accountability. Yeah, maybe, you see... Maybe, maybe Vince is a bad idea, so give me... Vince will say yes to anything. Dude, I'm, I'm the guy taking the company credit card to conquer. Who, who do you think? I'm just going to say yes, of course. I'm the bad Vince, guy. <laughs> Vince used to spend his dividends on KFC. Let's, and let's, his let's, dividends were only 34 bucks. What's <laughs> the streetwise to a very sad lump of chicken, I've got to tell you. But listen, let's, let's kind of give some real tips on these things, right? I think one, yeah. leave the KFC aside, Vince, just for a minute. No, he needs to. No, no. No. Okay, okay. No. But listen, if you're buying, if you're buying KFC on credit, is that, a, is that a good thing, Kashyyyk? What do you think? Sure, it really depends, man. Why is to get bang hard? But don't Dude, that, buy that, chicken that, on credit. That, that, don't, that, buy, don't buy don't, don't buy don't, chicken on credit. Let's put don't, this on the shirts. Don't, don't, don't buy yeah. chicken on credit. Don't finance your, your picture. Like that's just don't don't do it, man. But people funding discretionary yeah. purchases using debt is terrible. Because you're not funding investment, right? You're not going out and saying, I'm taking my yeah. credit card and investing oh. in myself, in my business, in my skill set, in yeah. whatever it is. You're out there and you're buying things that have depreciating value. But Kashyyyk, yes, here's something, right? So, you know, let's not preach to those that have never started the journey. Of the 40 million adults, over 27 million are on the credit journey already. These are, there's high levels of impairment on those current credit books, right? You know the story. So the question now is, like I mentioned to HBK, 
if you find yourself in a situation where you say, listen, you know, I really feel compelled in the wife, my friend is saying, listen, we all got to get new 65-inch TVs. Yes. In the your end, wife and your girlfriend want jewelry. Yeah, both. I, you know, I, I, it's and your mistress. <laughs> when that so, happens, so, eh? So we got to think about the consequences here and figure out, you know, what you actually do. Because this thing about truth to power, in the end, you're by yourself at night at 2 in the morning to call and say, not always what alone. do I do? Sorry, Lee, I'm not always alone at 2 a.m. I just want to caveat that. Just, I, just, yeah, I yeah, want to be honest. Yeah, this podcast. Asterisk, just, yeah, yeah, fact check. I, uh, I think. Sorry. That's, yeah, yeah. that's a podcast for 2022, apparently. Okay, so. there we go. But, but I think the point though is that this, this notion of an accountability partner, it could be yourself, you know. If you put that list up on this, on the, you know, print out your credit report, uh, HPK, put up your salary slip and say, look at that thing and say, listen, that's what I'm going to have to pay next month, right? Because these payments are going to start to hit almost immediately. You've got to find a way to do so. Now, the point I was making to Kashik was that it's easy when you haven't started, but almost everyone that's able to start has started, right? Mm -hmm. There's a large proportion of the adult population that won't have access to, mm. to credit right now. We call this the credit invisible or the thin farm market, Koshik, as you well know. And we're starting to find better ways to understand this market. But for those that have it, already have it. Now, the point of what, that I was making at HBK, if you find yourself in a place where your household is highly indebted, right? Someone's going to speak trip to power and say, listen, guys, let's, let's just stop for a second. You got to find that person. Now, listen, it may not be easy because the hope of this podcast, Koshik, is that we say something that someone's going to use. Maybe it's one person, maybe, hopefully, it's more than zero. But if someone stops and says, Listen, can I afford this thing post this month? Will I afford it if the interest rate goes up? Do I really want that television on credit? Uh, it sounds, because you, know, you made it sound too easy, I would believe. You know, you said, Don't buy discretionary stuff on credit. How do you buy anything if not on credit? That's what the average person is saying. And you're saying to them, because we've got to speak practicality here. Okay, you've got to figure out, you're going to buy something. Make a choice. You can, and, you, know, you can choose whichever one you want to, as long as you choose one. Tell yourself, you know, I've got a hundred things <laughs> yeah. on this. Lee, you can choose whatever you want, but you can only choose one. But Lee, people can use common sense. People know, will you buy KFC on credit? Will you out there popping bottles on credit? Will you out there buying those two medium polo shirts, the tight-fitting ones on credit? You know it's a bad decision. A buyer's remorse is a real thing. You see it. Well, well, see, listen, that's a very informed position you come up. And I think the very simple things like buyer's remorse. Buyer's remorse only happens when something remorseful happens in your own <laughs> journey, right? <laughs> the theory of remorse isn't real until it hits you. And it says, my credit card is locked down. I can't afford bread and milk. And it starts to hit you. Now, you may say, listen, Lee, but guy, it's got to be common sense. But common sense is not that common. Specifically, if you don't surround yourself with influences like Ben Direct, like the community that say, yeah. listen, let me help you work through it. And I think that's what you guys have done well with this podcast. That's why you ranked up there, because we're starting to show practical stuff. It's number one. It's number one, right? I don't know for how much longer. I hope this show helps us move us along. Sure. Number, we just went one. from number one to 201 now. After, but whatever. <laughs> right, but listen. <laughs> no, no more conquer, dude. We can't afford listen, the bottles anymore. Let's talk Lee, you're killing me, man. You talk about yes. accountability. Yeah. You talk yes. about real world change. We've got debt to pay. Right? Yes. You're talking about making hard, solid impact. Here, here's what we do. Let's have 
a transunion tag team collab with Banker X competition, January competition. You go out there and you pull your credit score. You then publish it on a leaderboard. Vince, please build a tech behind this. Good. You put it out there. And the sole aim is for you, if it's one point or 100 points, in three months or six months to improve your credit score. That's it. You get people on, everyone pulls a credit score, you give everyone two weeks, two weeks enough time to get a credit report, more than yep. enough time. You go into December knowing what your number is. We go out, we'll come up with a prize for you. Maybe sure. some good compliments. Maybe mm -hmm. more than compliments. Maybe we'll put you on the back rows podcast. Call Maybe we'll back. take you to Conga. Maybe call well, you well, take listen, you to Conga. Hold on, hold on. That's, that's something, right? What if we do, and this is a real idea, we should play with it, right? So I think if we can have a, a show in future where we actually collate the best tips on how you move that score. Yeah. Like we did a couple months ago, Kushik, in another show, we did one of these Twitter spaces. Why don't we get a couple of people on the line and say, listen, share with us how you did it, but let's make it real, right? So yeah. I'm happy to come mm -hmm. to the party because a large part, and this is, this is, you know, you've known me for a while now. I'm a young leader trying to make a difference, not just to the business, but this is our home, South Africa, right? This is the continent. And, you know, uh, you know I write some really, I try to be quite optimistic or chic when I write my stuff, right? Too optimistic. Uh, Feels like Oprah sometimes. <laughs> Could be, could be, but 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 the counterbalance is provided by Banker X, so we're good. We're getting slaughtered on our own podcast here. What's the villain? You come into my house. You come to say these things. Come into me. The voice of my daughter's wedding. Now, let me say something. I know we get talking a lot, but but I need to optimize and kind of give you guys some positivity, right? Right, let's I was, go. I was, doing, I was doing some research in this thing, applied demography. I know it doesn't roll off the tongue as the way HPK would like it. But I was looking at the stats about the African continent. You know, everyone's investing and dropping money and FDI on our content. But why is that, right? Now, I'm not sure whether HPK knew this, but between now and the end of the century, this continent adds another 2 billion people. What? Two billion. That's now, a lot of pampers. Right? Your use. It's a lot of people. Protection. Lot of, but for, but, <laughs> but follow me for a second, yeah, Vince. And it's hard. Right? So Vince, thing, come right? on, man. Vince, stop thinking about cultivizing. Vince, just damn it, Vince. Just keep a stick the to shit together, man. Come I'm, on. I'm, we I'm got a guest here on the podcast. You lose your shit, man. Come on. I've already got two cheese. Damn it, we've got visitors, Vince. Be professional, <laughs> otherwise we'll get Bruce Whitfield here next week. He'll replace you. So, <laughs> Come on. So when you, think, yourself, when you think about when you think about Let's the future of Africa, right? A couple of things worth noting. The population will grow for a whole bunch of reasons, regardless. At mm -hmm. the same time, North America, Europe, and other more established countries are declining in population because they have an aging workforce. Africa is meant to provide the workforce for the world between now and the end of the century. In fact, we say that the demographic window is starting to emerge around 2040. So Africa is starting to come into its own. Other stuff, HBK, you probably don't know this because you don't eat vegetables, but Africa is the most amount of arable land available, 60% of the world's arable land in Africa to feed the world's population. We need to deal with things like accountability, transparency, corruption, Kashyyyk. You know, that's a piece I wrote on, on, on LinkedIn. And basically I'm saying to the guys, okay, if we focus and start to not think one bit at a time, guys, one bit at a time, we start to realize the potential that's latent within our continent. 
Because if we don't start here, when are we going to start? You know, we'll never we start. Money. We'll never start. We'll be That's in Australia. We'll be in New Zealand. We'll be out there in London saying, oh, I love the spring box. Oh, this home. Oh, my goodness, I hate the tube. Oh, this weather's so bad and so cold. Oh, I can't have a Oh, see, Khaleesi, such a nice man. <laughs> such a nice man. Very nice man, Sia Khaleesi, I agree. See how the bear. Yeah. See how the, the bear, Khaleesi. <laughs> what do you call it? Showbiz. Improv. One shoot. Unscripted. Raw. That's what she said. I like raw. I, I, I feel like this podcast is slowly devolving into a bunch of bad t-shirt ideas. But I'm here for yeah. it. Bad t-shirt is a merch. BX1. Yeah. It was a bad shirt. It's tight for me now. I won't tell you why. It's not the shirt's too, fault. It's too, a, too much. <laughs> too, too, way too much KFC there. But sorry, sorry Lee, back to you. The, the, back to the, Lee. You've given us some jokes. really, really good tips for the podcast. You've, 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 you've hit it out the park, man. Yeah. You've shot the lights out. Well, it's pleasure being here, man. Let's, let's have that competition. Let's do it for the guys. Yeah. You go out, you check your credit score. There's no shame in having a credit score that's lower than your IQ. Bring it. The, the most yeah. important thing, the most important <laughs> thing. <laughs> there wasn't any shame until you just said that. <laughs> the, most, the, most important, the most important thing is you improve your credit score. You can't improve your IQ that much. Go out and do some Sudoku. <laughs> but you're going to go out and improve your credit score. We're going to help you. We're going to do it with you. Yeah. Yes, I think I think it's a couple of things on a serious note. I think it's easy yeah. to get your credit report. People should try and get the credit report. Go to TransUnion, go to any of the other bureaus, go to your bank, ask somebody for cheap. Then you know the other point you're making is that it's not it is difficult to improve your credit score because it takes out that willpower, the same as not buying something you don't need during Black Friday. You know, equally so we trying to introduce technology to allow people to simulate credit scores. So for example, if your credit score, I don't know, 100, 150, you get to 200, let's make it easier to get there. But help is available, Kushik. I think the biggest thing that we gotta make sure that the audience understands here is that there is help available. But like in many problems we have in our lives, unless we realize we have a problem, you actually can't start anywhere and you get caught in a spiral of purchase spiral of indebtedness it's very very hard to break out i spend you know a lot of our time trying to deal with challenges like this it is heartbreaking and i think for those that have the ability to make choices i think this podcast will hopefully go some way to to actually helping people understand how they can regain power because it's difficult right yeah 100 percent. final <laughs> words mr conker the man himself, Mr. Reckless Spender, the reason why if you run a credit check or a TU check on Banker X, you will find out that we are sub-investment grade right now. We are heavily leveraged thanks to models and bottles, mostly yeah. bottles, because I have to contribute the models here. Uh, quite yeah, yeah. And they're all on Excel. So it's and a they, team. No, some of them aren't. Some of them are off Excel, but listen, sometimes you got to score runs that are uh, difficult. You go through catches. Vince, what do you have to say? After this banger of an episode, I don't know. Um, I will say we actually, we're definitely going to do this, this credit score thing, but I think we're going to do it so that if you don't want to share your score, we won't 
force you to. We'll just show the improvement. No, afterwards. you show me yours. I'll show you mine. Yeah, like that's it's different. No shabby, listen, right? That's a different podcast, man. Listen, uh, <laughs> but I think probably the bigger thing, and and maybe the one like piece of advice that I would just sort of give is the best way to like in my experience to get out of a bad black friday purchase is to take that opportunity to buy the thing that you know you're going to use at least you know a couple times a week uh, for the next year it's it's all the in the moment upgrades the stuff you already have that you can probably do without mm. um you know rather rather bank some extra cash to deal with you know the interest rate hike that's coming and yep. you know uh, open yourself up for more opportunities down the road brilliant advice it's, we should probably have you on the podcast again. Yeah. No, I think, uh, you know, one of the things that Bruce Lee said that I thought was so powerful is just be thoughtful. You know, have a plan. Know what, know what you want to spend on. And we, you know, we, we have... We have the benefit of being able to compare prices and do that. So know what you want to buy and be, you know, have the discipline to go out and compare prices and find the find the 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 value where it truly exists. Don't spend money you don't have, uh, but if you do need to spend it, just be thoughtful. The heavy hitter, Lee. Final words. I was just thinking about, you know, how I've kind of evolved over the last 18 months. I guess, I guess for all of us, Kashik, what was important before the pandemic is not important anymore. So one may argue that happiness, family, wellness is a priority compared to things you may have valued. Could be a soccer team, could be a car, could be, you know, spending, right? And when it comes to happiness, HBK, I think mm. it's worth thinking about what would make you happy, right? Because happiness is a feeling. Happiness is a perception. And as you think about Black Friday, you know, the advice is spot on, right? Think about your happiness and ask yourself, by doing this, could it enhance happiness on a sustainable manner? Or is it a very instantaneous, short-lived gratification that may have consequences downstream. I think by no means is the podcast seeking to dissuade people from really accessing good deals. All we are alluding to is the fact that you got to think about tomorrow, think about December. December is going to be a tough month. January is going to be a tough month. We're not sure what the next few months look like. So when you make these things, be thoughtful, like HBK mm. said. Think about your happiness, think about your wellness, think about your welfare, think about these things. And the tips we've given you are very practical things. From accessing your credit report to making a list, prioritizing, shopping around. And these are things that are on the Bank Direct's website. These are good tips. These are practically available. But in the end, I would say lead with your happiness, Kashik. Thank you. Mm. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to follow on from Lee. I get deep. Focus on experiences, sustainability, and longevity. You lose a lot of time chasing money, but you'll never lose money buying back time. That's it. I'm dropping the mic here, but it's expensive. I don't want to buy a new one over Black Friday. I don't have a list of five microphones out again. So here we go. Bank Bros, number one business podcast in SA. It's going to stay there. We're coming to you with that credit competition. 
If you listen to the end, tag us with your credit score. We might even give you cash. Because we know your credit score's so low. <laughs> there we go. Signing out.